0: You're listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.wordpress.com.
1: I'll be back. She'll be back. I'm back. Back. Back.
0: Welcome back to part two of this double episode of Luke's English Podcast. This one's all about movies. In part one, you heard Henry Dean and myself discussing films and starting to deal with some questions which you had sent in to us on Facebook. Well, in part two, we continue to deal with those questions, so listen tight. Make yourself a cup of tea or coffee if that's what you prefer. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Um, next one is from uh, Christelle, and she says, Why do most men love action movies with guns explosions blood and sexy girls but
1: no real storyline that's because they are the best things (laughs) no um i i don't know to tell you the truth Um, because i'm sure if you did psychological tests there are just as many women that love uh, guns and blood and explosions yeah really Um, Well, maybe not, actually. I think that might be a bit of an overstatement.
0: See, in my my experience, what often happens is when a couple say, let's watch a movie tonight, the guy is thinking, yeah, I want to watch, you know, um, the the exploding building three. And the girl wants to to see the, you know, uh, house of romance three. You know, the girls usually want a love story and the guys usually want... Something that involves
1: a bit of action, yeah. Yeah.
0: And often the best or the the films that are most popular combine those those things. You always get that's the thing.
1: You can always uh, you can always find a film that compromises uh, for two people. So if you are ever struggling to find something, just keep looking for a bit longer. You'll find something. But I think men just like it because uh, of the nature that men are brought up in. I don't know in the world. Yeah. They're very exposed to high testosterone, loud, fast things.
0: I think uh, it's, it's a very good question because, um, really, this is a question about why are men and women different? Exactly. Um, um, and, um, I mean, it, it, I guess um, Christelle maybe has a point here that men seem to be preoccupied with violence, which is, I think, true. And it, it is true. You could say that's a worrying phenomenon. Maybe maybe men shouldn't be preoccupied with violence. Maybe it goes back to something like the, the traditional role that men had Hunting. as the hunter-gatherer, yeah. who would go out and either defend the the um, family against attackers, or would defend them against sort of predators, or would go out and hunt animals. So, sort of somehow built into our our genetics is this f- sort of uh, violent. Uh, instinct, um, and now we we kind of uh, um, deal with that by um, enjoying a bit of violence in our movies. Why? Why? I don't know. But she does say most why, why, uh, uh, most yeah. men. M- uh, there are some exceptions, of course. Um, why do most men love action movies with guns, explosions, blood, and sexy girls, but no real storyline? Well, I don't See, know about that's, that. Yeah, but
1: that's that's the bit I don't really agree with because even if you take a Say, for instance, the the new Fast and the Furious film that came out, Fast and the Furious 6. I'm sure if you spoke to uh, whoever it was that directed that, or whoever it was that wrote that, there is a very real storyline, very real subplots and meanings to everything. So um, I think people are often way too quick to judge a film for its... Uh, Face value for its entertainment value, mm. because any film uh, has a storyline. Otherwise, it would just be a blank screen.
0: Exactly. For an hour nothing, and a half. nothing would happen if it was if it had no storyline. So, have to disagree with you there, Christelle. Mm. I think you'll find that uh, even the most sort of uh, apparently boring action film does have a an actual storyline. Uh, it might not be an appealing storyline you could also say that these sort of uh, rom-coms have no storyline as well it's always like, boy meets girl girl sort of doesn't really like boy Uh, girl is forced to uh, spend time with boy Uh, girl and boy uh, join into some sort of uh, um, difficult situation Uh, boy and girl resolve difficult situation girl realises that she likes boy Uh, uh, girl and boy kiss each other, the movie ends
1: exactly, and I think You'll actually find a lot of films within the same genres have exactly the same storyline. Um, for instance, someone recently studied Pixar's films, the animated films of Pixar, yeah. and essentially they have one story that really? they do over and over again, and there's 38 variables within yes, the story, yes. but the actual storyline is exactly the same in what? all like 14 or 15 of, or however many years of Pixar's. Uh, so, P- Pixar did things like Toy Story. Toy Story, um, Wall-E. Wall-E. Uh, what else did they do? I've, my mind's gone completely. They've, they've, they've cars. Done, yeah. Uh, a, a Bug's Life. Was uh-huh. that? I think that might be Pixar or I maybe think DreamWorks. So, think so. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I mean, that's that's. It doesn't just apply to Pixar. In fact, as someone said once that there are only about four or five stories. And well, that that's true. Anything, any book or any narrative is basically a version of one of those things. Um, that is another episode of the podcast. Yes, stories. Stories. So we could uh, do that. So, Christelle, um, you know, I hope you're satisfied with that answer. Probably not. Yeah, probably uh, she's not. Probably, um, <laughs> she probably wants more information about uh, why men are interested in guns, um, and we'll have to deal with that at a later date. Amir, Z- Amir Zadeh says, "Do you know how much money?" Animation software costs. For example, the software for the Iron Man movie. I don't know if he is planning on making his own science fiction film, but do you know how how much the animation software costs?
1: Well, it you actually nowadays the the sort of the professional movie studios and the people at home will use very similar, if not the same, software. Um, I'm sure something as big as Iron Man had uh, some special software on there, but. Uh, if you have a, a Mac, you can actually buy software called Motion, which you mm. can find on the App Store on your Mac. And I don't know how much it is exactly. I, I think it's around £140. Pounds. Um, but that will be able to do, as an amateur, anything you want it to. Um, mm. And a lot of uh, feature films will use this kind of software as well. They'll just have a lot more powerful computers mm-hmm. and very skilled uh, animators and engineers who will make the animations happen um obviously with iron man something of that scale uh where probably 90 percent of the film isn't real it's computer generated yeah uh they probably do have very special uh computers and software they'd use for that but um just sort of a, a regular animation um Say, for instance, if you wanted to make uh, an episode of The Simpsons, I know it's not a film, but we'll, it you know, is. Oh, a yeah, movie. There is the Simpsons movie. If you wanted to make an episode of The Simpsons or something of the like, or even more complicated three D animation, you could do it uh, on your laptop as long as you have a a decent, uh, fairly powerful laptop. You can do it yourself. But, would, uh, would you recommend doing that on a uh, Windows laptop, Henry? It depends. Uh, if it's uh, if it's a very good Windows laptop, then yes. Um, but the chances are that you probably won't own one. I mean, you you you, you could, but uh, it would be a l- if you're just starting out. It would be a lot easier to learn on a Mac. Yeah, uh, a lot cheaper as well.
0: All right. Um, okay. So there you go. Um, next uh, question comes from Hamid, who says English spoken in some Hollywood movies is very easy to understand, while in others it's so difficult. Why? Right now, I can't think of any movies, so you can't can't actually think of any examples. But uh, good question, Hamid. Um, I'm sure that uh, many listeners will have experienced the same things. Sometimes you watch a movie and you think, yeah, I understand everything they're saying. And then other times you watch other Hollywood movies and you think, wait a minute, I've got no idea what anyone's talking about. Well, first of all, I would say that sometimes I watch Hollywood movies and I don't know what they're talking about either. For example, let's see... I watched Apollo 13 not long ago... Yes... And um, there were lots and lots of scenes in that film... Where, for example, they're experiencing problems in the, uh, in, in the uh, spaceship... Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they're all using this technical language... And uh, it didn't make any sense to me. So, like, uh, you know, excuse me, you see, we're experiencing a slight uh, TK421 uh, uh, issue on the uh, landsliding uh, doors of the, uh, the perpendicular uh, hold. I uh, couldn't get a reading on that. You know, that kind of thing. And you think, well, actually, you're not really supposed to understand every word yeah. of that. Um, so, in some films, it's a question of the style of the movie. Um, so, if the style is meant to be very realistic, um, as if you're just sort of observing people in their daily lives, you might not be able to understand what they're saying. Like a lot of films in the 1970s, like, um, I don't know, uh, like very realistic films in the 70s, Taxi Driver, right? Taxi driver for example, where maybe the, 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 the f- uh, scenes are recorded in an improvised way um, and the characters don't speak very clearly. Um, that's a stylistic decision. By the director And in that case it might be very hard for you to understand Other films will be written With a very clear script And recorded very clearly So that they'll just be easy to understand So
1: If, if you want to try and find some films that, uh, that are clearer and easier to understand Look for older films um, From sort of Maybe 1960 and before uh, Because Because of One the poor quality of the sound equipment and two, just people's experience of watching films. They, the actors spoke very clearly and very loud as well. Mm. Um, so you can often understand what they're saying a lot more easily.
0: The only thing about that is that um, uh, there's a chance that the, the style of English that they're using will be Maybe a bit old fashioned.
1: That's true. But most of it, I think, you should be fine with.
0: I do love watching some of those old uh, American movies from the 40s or 50s. Oh, yeah. You know, like those sort of gangster movies. Now
1: look here, see? They're great. <laughs> no, <really. laughs> now look
0: here. I'm the guy with the money. Uh, oh, know, I can't really do it very well. But I thought I, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else then. Uh, and I can't remember what it was. Um, um, well, there you go. So, really, I can't really tell you uh, which films exactly will be easy to understand, and which ones which ones won't? Um, it all depends on the style of that particular film. One film that I have, I mean, I, okay, I have some experience of trying to find films which will be easy for learners of English to to understand, and I've never really managed to find one film which was like universally understandable. They've all got rather difficult uh, language in them, rather advanced language. Um, One film I did find was, um, what's it called? Uh, Nacho Libre, Mm. which is a Jack Black comedy um, about a um, lucha libre Wrestler. wrestler from Mexico. And the reason that that's easy to understand is because he speaks a kind of pidgin English in the film. So in fact, it's not really natural English. It's the sort of English of a Mexican monk. He's trying to speak English. trying to speak English. Now, he, he does speak pretty much correct English, but with quite a heavy Mexican-Spanish accent. But it's very easy to follow. So, it's, if... I was showing a movie to a group of people who had a low l- level of English. I would probably show them that one just because they would be able to understand it and, f- and as a result enjoy it, I hope. Um, but um, it's really up to you, um, Hamid, uh, to choose your films. And, but don't feel too bad if um, you don't understand everything in all your f- the films that you watch. It could be a stylistic decision by the director to make the characters rather difficult uh, to understand. For example, a film like uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is all about guys mumbling to themselves or mumbling to each other. and not, You're not being, not being able to hear clearly what they're saying to create an atmosphere of realism or mystery around it. Right, Rajesh. Uh, has written Master Luke which is how I expect everyone to address me Uh, hi to the great hi to the guest of our pod hi Henry hello everyone likes comedy films so what are the all time best comedy films and who is your favourite comedian Henry all time best
1: comedy films this is this is a big question and it's a question I love because comedy is my being a comedian as well Mm -hmm. comedy is my favourite genre um As I mentioned before, I love the films uh, that are written, directed, produced by Mr. Judd Apatow. Um, I really like his style of comedy. Some of those include Anchorman, uh, Talladega Nights, Pineapple Express... Well, he wasn't involved directly, he produced Pineapple Express, still one of his films. Uh, Knocked Up, 40-Year-Old Virgin, This is 40, Super Bad, all those kind of... um, comedy films that uh, have really become very popular over the past sort of 10 years or so. Mm. Um, I also love the work of uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay uh, Mm -hmm. who work with Judd Apatow occasionally uh, with films like Anchorman, Step Brothers Uh, older films like Night of the Roxbury Uh, that's a very good one, Superstar they're very uh, yeah. good early Will Ferrell films. What
0: do you think of um, you, you mentioned Will Ferrell He's kind of like one of the big stars of American comedy these days What about Jim Carrey What do you think of him I,
1: I love Jim Carrey I think he gets a, he gets a very bad time um, He was an amazing stand-up comedian And he transitioned very well to film There are some films that maybe He should have thought twice about doing But I think in terms of comedy actors transitioning To dramatic actors He's done very well
0: I, to be honest, uh, one of my kind of guilty pleasures is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah. In fact, I really love Ace Ventura, Pet Detective 2. I haven't when, even seen when that. When Nature Calls. And the the only reason I like it, obviously the storyline is completely stupid, the ca- the character is ridiculous, the, the situation that he's in is completely farcical, but I just love Jim Carrey's performance. And s- really, the whole... F- I don't care what he's doing, as long as he's being his kind of crazy sort of... Uh, dynamic uh, And Ultra cool Ultra Goofy Self I just love Ace Ventura yeah. As a character just He's
1: He's a He's a very He's a very wild character And yeah you can It suits Jim Carrey Very well
0: I think Jim Carrey Really made the film it, Oh if, definitely If anyone else Had performed Ace Ventura It would have been awful It, yeah. it, it would have been Sort of um, Straight to video crap. Um, but Jim Carrey's performance in that. It's just... Almost every scene in that film is hilarious. Yeah. Um, again, it's a matter of opinion. You might have seen that, and you listening to this, you might think, Ace Ventura? That was just the worst film I've ever seen in my whole life. I can't believe that Luke <laughs> actually rates that. Um, and you're well within your rights to believe that, as we've already established. Yeah. But uh, personally, I love his physical comedy. I think it's great. Yeah. It's not very... Intellectual stuff. No, but sometimes it's fun to just watch a guy jumping around.
1: Always is. Always is fun.
0: And ultimately, movies are about the moving image, and watching Jim Carrey's physical comedy is just one of the reasons why we have films. (laughs) Um, Okay, so so the all-time
1: greatest comedies—it's a very difficult question. Yeah, uh, there are also older ones. Um, In all honesty, I can't answer that question. Yeah, Yeah. um, because they're. so many comedies through the ages I mean it started out with sort of Charlie Chaplin Groucho Marx and uh, Marx Brothers Marx Brothers yeah people like that and it's progressed Woody Allen uh, amazing comedy writer and film director yeah um, so it's very difficult to say I think everyone likes their own style of comedy as well mm-hmm.
0: yes I agree um Again, I would mention Monty Python. Yes, um, I've mentioned Life of Brian just because it's always in the top uh, list of comedy movies. And another one is uh, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which tells the story of King Arthur searching for the Holy Grail. Um, but really, the storyline's not very important. No, it's just it full doesn't of doesn't matter. It's full of classic Monty Python comedy sketches. It's a very funny film, and it's the sort of film that lots of people in England know very well and they can quote lines from it um, also uh, a film like Spinal Tap yes. which is um, I mean it's its going to be difficult if, if uh, any of you uh, find Spinal Tap and watch it I can't guarantee that you're going to find it funny it's, sometimes it takes a little while to see the humour in it it's basically a kind of documentary a mock documentary or rockumentary yeah. uh, about a group of uh, about a, a British rock band they're not real. It's they're played by actors, but it's uh,
1: for the film.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not real. They improvised it um, for the movie, and they imagined that they were four uh, musicians, and um, they just pr- you know they improvised most of the film, and it's, so it's like a fake documentary following this rock band, and um, it's just full of classic funny moments. Um, um, I'd have to go into that one in more detail. Yes. I'm actually planning to do some episodes of the podcast which would be called Luke's Classic Movie Moments oh that's brilliant and the idea in that is that I would take a scene from a film and play the scene the audio on the, on the podcast and then explain what well, it's all good. about that's afterwards. a good idea. so it, what do you think listeners do you want to listen to Luke's Classic Movie Moments um, if you would like that then uh, just let me know um, we're now at the one hour and 12 minute mark. This is going to become two podcasts. Now. Oh, well,
1: let's keep going.
0: Let's keep going. Let's keep pushing forwards. Right. So yes. we, we've, we're we going to move on to, um, uh, okay, Fu Hien. I nearly missed you there because I jumped from Hamid to Rajesh, almost missing Fu Hien. And I can't miss her because... Last time she missed uh, out on uh, asking my dad a question. Oh. She said, Great, I have missed questions when you made a podcast, uh, Wikipedia. That was the uh, episode about my dad. Okay. Um, now, I can, now I can add a question. What makes a film excellent? What are the crucial elements for making a f- an excellent film? That, Boom. Is, that yeah. is an
1: excellent question, Fu um, Hien. For me, I would say it's all about the story. If you don't have a good story, you don't have a good film. Um, and uh, part of that is the characters as well. Characters and story can kind of be clumped together, uh, because they all make up the same thing. That's a very much a Hollywood mindset of making films. Mm. Um, mm. That's what the Hollywood films were initially about, uh, and why they became so successful. So... Yeah, in my mind, uh, a good story makes a good film, and that can be any type of story uh, that you can ever think of in the world.
0: OK, so a good story,
1: you think? Yes. What, I mean, what do you... do you agree? I think um, it's very
0: difficult to make a really excellent film, and I think uh, a lot of elements need to, to come together. I totally agree, good story keeps you keeps you gripped. A story with twists and turns or surprises in it is brilliant. I love those stories that pull you in, where, where you suddenly think, I really don't know what's going to happen next. I love that. Um, but also you need like really well-created well, um, characters, characters with depth, uh, where you care about them and you, you wonder what they're thinking. And so characters with three dimensions to them. Also, the script is really important. It yeah. has to be like snappy script with like funny dialogue and you know really good natural use of language um also um the acting performances for me like you know you could i mean as an example ace ventura exactly it, it doesn't have most of the 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 elements are not there you know it's got a bad story the characters are two-dimensional but the acting performance is really what makes the film and fun. that
1: uh, that often comes from having a great director as well because hmm. it's the director's job ultimately to bring the performance out of the actors so. If you have a good director and good actors, that's a perfect film. Okay. Um, so there you go. There's some of the elements there. I mean, it's more complicated than that. It's, it's pretty much just a, a collection of everything. Anything you can possibly think of to do with a film. If it's good, it makes a film excellent. Mm. It must be very difficult to make good films. It's a collaboration, no, it is. isn't it? Well, Especially when some uh, films, like the Harry Potter films, they'll have a crew of over a thousand people working on one film just on the set then they have hundreds that work on it after and before so it's crazy but then there are some independent films that have maybe 10, 15 people working on them
0: I can imagine these massive films with thousands of people working on them I mean really like each person is responsible for the outcome of that film so everyone has to work together and do their best job and also they have to be going in the same direction so the producer or director of the film has to somehow communicate to everyone on the team exactly what he wants, that he needs to bring them in. So it's an incredibly important job, the, the director. You've got to inspire everyone to, to do their best uh, work. The producer is involved in that too, of course. Mm-hmm. Kohei um, has asked, Hi, I'd like uh, you to ask him about the Cannes Film Festival. Of course, your opinion too. Japanese, uh, a Japanese movie was awarded this year, So, any comments on that, anything, or tell us what decisive factor of the difference between the Cannes and other movie festivals from your points of view. Okay, so what do you... Okay, right, so... (laughs) Let's
1: let's (laughs) break this question down. Let's break
0: it down. All right, so... um, A Japanese film was awarded at the Cannes Film Festival this year. Yes. Um, It was was called... um, Like father, like son. Like father, like son, yeah. Um, And uh, the Japanese title was Soshite Chichi Ni Naru, which means like father, like son. We think. Uh, We we, (laughs) we assume that's what it means. Um, And it's about uh, a businessman who learns that his biological son was in fact switched with another child after birth. And he must make a life-changing decision and choose his true son or the boy he raised as his own. So it's a sort of psychological uh, thriller. It's I a would character,
1: say. a character film.
0: Yeah, it's about like what's. It's it's about one of those very difficult. De- it's like a difficult decision movie, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine if you brought up a boy and you loved him and you believed him to be your own son, and then a few years later you realise that in fact he's not your son, and that he's been switched with another boy. Sounds like a fascinating story.
1: It does, and I know it won the the jury's award. At Cannes this year And was nominated for the Palme d'Or Which is the big main prize So it must be excellent I haven't seen it myself But um, if it won the jury's award It means it's a very uh, Prestigious film From a critic's point of view It's a film for film critics The people who analyse film Mm. Um, So it must be very well made And uh, I know the main actor Is a very famous Japanese actor Who has been in a few successful films in Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Uh, I've I've lost Facebook yeah, what, on I've, what my do, uh, What do
1: what do we think about Cannes Film Festival? Well, what's Festival?
0: the let, let's Let's say very briefly or in a in a as quickly as yeah. a quicker way as possible. What's the basic difference between Cannes Film Festival and the Academy Awards or the Oscars?
1: As okay, so. Um, a film festival is a an event that takes place over maybe a week or a couple of weeks or an extended period of time, a day at least, um, where many, many films will be screened and it's also an opportunity for people within the film industry to network, to to make friends with other film people and also for people to sell their films and sell their services to films being made. Um, Also involved in that often is some form of prize, judgment um, and awards. The Oscars, on the other hand, are simply an awards ceremony to recognise films that have been made uh, that year. And it's chosen by a a jury, a a group of people, but it's a rather large committee of people, sort of film critics and... People like that um, who choose choose uh, who wins all the awards. Yeah. Um, and the main difference between Cannes and other film festivals is just simply because it's been running for a long time and it's become very prestigious. Uh, there's no reason necessarily why it's more prestigious. It's just. Uh, over time, it's developed a reputation of uh, films that do well at Cannes, yeah. uh, generally uh, renowned to be very good.
0: Um, so, essentially, like the Cannes Festival is just a very small group of uh, judges who get together once a year and they all watch the same movies at the same time and then they make a decision on which one was their best. Uh, whereas the Oscars is really like Hollywood's big moment elite. of the year. It's like the Hollywood elite, I think it's like uh, how many judges? Uh,
1: I don't know. It's a very, very big yeah. group. Large number of, of people, journalists and critics, and
0: they're, they're given a short list of films, and then they vote for uh, which films they think should win the best category, you know, the, the, the categories. So um, really, like the Hollywood, uh, the Oscars is a chance for Hollywood to just sort of like reward people. It's like okay. the the industry's uh, moment to reward people. Where, whereas can is really the the critics' chance to like more seriously consider which they think is the best film.
1: Exactly, and also another difference is the Oscars is very much focused on Hollywood, uh, an American film, uh, because it's an American award ceremony. For instance, you have the, uh, the BAFTAs in the UK and the uh, César Awards in France, mm-hmm. um, whereas film festivals, no matter where they are, are open to everyone from around the world. Um, that's why you often see American films doing well in Cannes, You'll see um, you'll see European films doing very well in uh, festivals in America such as uh, South by Southwest or uh, any other Sundance Sundance yeah, yeah. exactly but my mind went blank then <laughs> uh, Rebecca, yeah. that's another one
0: <laughs> um, how are you doing Henry are you uh, I'm you, very good yeah, yeah, yeah keep, keep you're, you're 19 you're full I'm, of I'm young I'm sprightly full of energy okay right so thanks go hey you know th- <laughs> this is oh, ridiculous God. because the messages keep coming in as we're doing this so I'm afraid um, <laughs> when it hits seven that's okay. absolutely our cutoff shall we, point.
1: Let's should we have a look and pick our favourites? Um,
0: I don't know if that's fair. I think that we should just try our let Should we try and keep the answers a bit
1: shorter? Let's so? let's
0: keep the answers to about a minute. Okay, from now on. Okay, let's go. Um, I'm going I've got a, I've got a timer somewhere. Um, yeah, I've got one. You've got on got my a, you got a got a watch. You got your phone.
1: I oh, okay. let's, uh, you can just look at my
0: watch. Okay, now. all right. Or we
1: can I, I quite um, like the idea of something that goes beep. Oh, okay, here. Well, I can. I've got my watch. Right, there we go.
0: This is, this is going to go, this Always is gonna go beep. Always very prepared.
1: This is, uh, is going to go beep. OK. So Alright. Let's see
0: if we can do it for one minute. Do you want to take it in turns? But yeah.
1: Let's go for it. So um, you if can you do ask,
0: this. Yeah, if you ask me a question. OK, I'll ask you. Ask right. So Jose Luis Sanchez Gonzalez says, hi, monster. <laughs> 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 I wonder why he's calling me a monster. Maybe I'm a, I'm a monster of English. Here, here you have my questions. Could you tell us a few titles of movies which could be easy to understand for improving our level of English listening? Which do you think that could be the best way to watch movies for learning English? With original subtitles or with subtitles in our own language? Can I take this one? If you want, go um, for it. Right. Okay, so, Jose, I've mentioned already uh, that it's very difficult to identify movies which are very easy to understand. There's Natural Libre, But, um, you know, he speaks with a sort of Mexican accent. And I'm sure you want to hear real British English. Uh, So, you know, just listen to Luke's English podcast. Uh, Never mind movies. Just listen to this. But um, should you watch with subtitles or not? Well, I think you should do it in stages. First stage is probably to just watch a film uh, in English uh, with subtitles in your language. Right? Stage one. Stage two, watch the film again in English. With subtitles in English, all right. Then stage three, the final stage, maybe, is to watch the film with no subtitles at all. Okay. Now it's very, I think, the first stage is so you understand the film and enjoy it. Second stage is so that uh, you can actually see the words as they're coming out, and it's a good way of like, like actually identifying words which are being used. You can compare the difference between what you're hearing and what you're seeing. Uh, and the third stage is really just good for your listening, because if you if you just use subtitles all the time, it's not going to prepare you that much for real real life, because when you talk to people in the real world, they don't have subtitles. We don't. Um, so, so really, depends on your level of English. It's harder to listen without subtitles, but uh, you should probably do it better for your English in the long run. Damn, I did one and a half minutes. Oh,
1: Luke. But it was a good answer. And I... I want to add that even uh, in film school, in, at my university, we watch films with whatever language it's in, the subtitles on the screen. Really? Um, and I think that's common practice with uh, critics really? as well, yes.
0: So you you watch a Spanish film in Spanish, with Spanish I subtitles? I, could, I, could,
1: I speak Spanish, but say for instance in English, because most of our classes are taught in English. Um even if everyone in the room speaks perfect English, we'll ninety nine percent of the time still have English subtitles. Okay, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, as well.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. That that if you're watching a film just to appreciate it, you should have, you should listen to it in its original mm. language. Um, you shouldn't listen to a dubbed version. Oh, never, no. never
1: ever watch dubbed versions. Okay, that's my comment. Right. Okay. Next question's for Next you, Henry,
0: question. and it's from Ken Yurik uh, And he says, hi Luke, in this case Henry, here's a question from a different angle of movies. When do you think popcorn became a symbol food of movie theatres and why? So what's the origin of popcorn as the movie food? And what British food do you think would replace popcorn? Don't say fish and chips. Okay, Okay, you've got got about one minute.
1: Well, Ken, um, I would s- in all honesty, I don't know exactly when popcorn became the symbol of the theatre and the cinema. Um, I would say it uh, was when it became popular in America in the uh, 40s and 50s. Going to the cinema, going to the movie theatre, was the most popular social activity to do. Uh, I know at the beginning they sold more complete meals, like hamburgers and hot dogs at the cinemas, that became less and less popular as time went on, so I guess it must be in the 1950s, I would say, that the popcorn became the food to eat at the movie theatre. In terms of an English food that could replace popcorn, I don't know exactly. Probably uh, crisps, Walker's crisps. You think so? Or a nice bacon sandwich. I like a bacon sandwich. Mm, It's it's very British, so Mm, I would take a bacon sandwich at the cinema bang that was 59 bang.
0: seconds 0. 0.51 you nailed it got very good timing you're very good <laughs> um, what was I going to say I was going to say crisps really because crisps it's make a bit
1: crunchy I, but talk- so is
0: popcorn crisps is more noisy than popcorn surely because the bag. it depends
1: no, you could put crisps in a box
0: like a popcorn box Okay. Henry tell me tell me this. If you're in the you're in a, a movie, right? You're watching a very serious film, yeah. you're listening very carefully, you're trying to understand every single word, and then the person behind you is doing this. I, I would I would get rather
1: annoyed. What would you say? I would say can you please I would say to them very kindly, can you please put those crisps
0: away? Oh, oh sorry. I, would you like some? I mean I wouldn't say no. So we're now having a conversation so in, the, in the cinema.
1: <laughs> exactly. So then we get very awkward. Yeah. But the thing is, popcorn could... I'll just take one. Yeah, it's... They're nice.
0: OK, you know what? We're now eating with we're them, now we're our... We're talking talking, talking with our mouths full. So mm. we shouldn't do that. It's very rude. It's just
1: giving... This is what it would sound like if they started talking while watching the film as exactly. well. Exactly, yeah. But Chris could be put in a paper box like popcorn, I suppose. Um...
0: It's, it's it's difficult one. What British food could could be perfect in a cinema? Well, it's a kind of difficult question because British food is not you know, it's not. It's really often good, it?
1: messy and takes up a lot of uh, plates and things.
0: And it has to be something that's um, not very smelly, not very noisy, something that you can just eat like over and over and over again during a great film. So maybe biscuits. Biscuits. There you go. Biscuits and a and a. And a and some milk because you need yeah. the milk with the biscuits or dip it in there you go exactly some biscuits there you go right you ready for the next question yeah I'm ready I'm ready for the next question you want so, to read it
1: yes this question is from Rom Hain and right. it's two questions in one so you can do 30 seconds yeah. on each thoughts about the latest Tarantino movie Django Unchained yeah and also is Christian Bale a good actor in your opinion so do
0: I have to do both of these in, I think in a minute I because okay. I
1: had two questions in mind you did didn't you but no. you can you can just Just your thoughts I'll just break
0: the rules Let's go Okay. Right, so My thoughts about the latest Tarantino movie In the the last 30 seconds Well, I I thought it was really good I really, really enjoyed it I think Tarantino's best work Is probably uh, Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown And then Kill Bill I wasn't that impressed by that just my own opinion, and then after Kill Bill, he did Death Proof, didn't he? Which was, I was just, I think it was rubbish in my, I, I, I didn't like it, uh, and then he came back with uh, Inglorious Bastards, which uh, was was much better in my opinion, not perfect by any means, um, and then uh, Django Unchained. No, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a uh, uh, really exciting and very funny, great script, great performances, very violent. Um, of course uh, Which uh, some people say is, a, is a, a negative point A bit too violent in some people's opinions But no, I loved every minute of it I thought the last scene was a little bit unnecessary There's a moment where Quentin Tarantino turns up oh, yeah. Himself doing a very bad Australian he accent He always does that in
1: his films I just yeah. thought,
0: why did, why did he do that? But that's kind of part of the fun, really That's
1: mm-hmm. part of his style
0: So I liked it very much um, Now, is Christian, Chris, Bale. Christian Bale Is he a good actor? Yeah, I do. I think he's a very good actor Yeah I really think so. He's a he's a method actor, isn't he? So he really gets he really throws himself into the role completely. He moved to Gotham City for a year. Exactly. He Batman. he he learnt. Uh, uh, he developed a genuine fear of bats yeah. uh, uh, in order to perform uh, Batman effectively. Um, he killed yeah, his dad. He killed his own. He, <laughs> ki- he killed his own father. Did, did this Batman kill his own? No, he didn't? doesn't.
1: He doesn't have a
0: yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> So, um, uh, he's a great actor, I think he's really good I think I was very impressed by his voice in Batman You know, the kind of, I'm Batman kind of thing I don't know how he managed to do that Maybe he smokes lots of cigarettes every day Probably um, No, I think he's a great actor And, and um, he, he was very good in Batman Also, a very nice person Although, he did have a, a bit of a he meltdown did have a
1: meltdown, I remember that that's That's another story for
0: another another time right that was two minutes i can't do this very well i'm far too verbose i ramble i think you are you're very verbose i can't stop talking sometimes right next uh, question is from karim and karim says do you agree that citizen kane is the best film made in the 20th century
1: henry go okay this is a very very complex question me personally i would say no um, just because I've I've seen it obviously and I love it. It's a great film. It's technically technically considering the context of it, the time it was made. Yes, it's the best film made. Um, but to me, it's not the most entertaining film made in the 20th century. Um, I think uh, Taxi Driver. I prefer. Um, I prefer a lot of films from the 90s, like tar- like Pulp Fiction, Tarantino's early work. Uh, is great, but in terms of technically the camera angles used, and the shots used, uh, it, yes, it uh, probably could be argued as the best film of the 20th century. But again, it's a completely subjective question mm. with a very subjective answer. There you go.
0: Boom! 50 seconds, much more concise than me. Hey, Henry, uh, you're talking to me. <laughs>
1: you're talking to me? That, that was improvised. <laughs> really? Yeah. Completely after. Uh, he uh, saw Bruce Springsteen talking to himself on stage in a concert. Yeah. And he was instructed by Martin Scorsese to just talk to himself in the mirror. And that's what came out. One of the most famous movie lines in the 20th century. We're talking,
0: of course, about a scene from the movie Taxi Driver in which Robert De Niro looks at himself in the mirror and says, You talking to me? With the face yeah, as well. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, I saw Taxi Driver in the in the Grand Palais. Um, Did last you? Friday. Yeah. It, how
1: is it? The setup. Right? Yeah, it's
0: great. It was a bit yeah. light ju- at the beginning, so because the hot. sun before the sun went down, you couldn't see the I was screen thinking very well. Of
1: going to that, it's on for the rest yeah, of the week. Possibly
0: my favourite film of all time. Yeah, Taxi Driver. It's, yeah,
1: it's one of my favourites. It's
0: another story
1: for another time yes. as well. Right. So, um, Ab ten. Apt- right Aptem Well that's Russian letter, I think so it's Russian it's, Cyrillic I don't know if it's still pronounced Aptem Whatever no, That's true Aptem um, He wants to ask Are people in the UK Or the US Familiar with Russian movies Did you watch any of these uh, By the way If you find my name Difficult to pronounce It's RT. <laughs> I okay. probably should have read that
0: first. I should have done. See, we're getting to the point where these are messages these which... These are new messages. These are ones which have arrived before... Uh, they, they've arrived after we started recording. They're real hey, Luke, time.
1: Yeah. let's hear your answer.
0: So, are the people in the UK familiar with Russian movies? Um, we're not really, as far as I'm aware. I, I really don't think we are. Maybe a few, but I, th- I think recently there was a couple of sort of... Uh, uh, films called day watch and night watch yes. and they, they were russian films about vampires i didn't see them myself but apparently they were really good there's an amazing action scene involving a car driving vertically up a, of a building i think oh. anyway I, d- I, I haven't seen them but uh, other than those films day watch and night watch no i don't think we are familiar with russian films in fact i met a russian guy at a stand-up gig recently and i was doing my bad robert de niro impression and i asked him um can you tell me of some russian movie stars and um well he, to be honest he didn't understand what i was <laughs> saying to him but uh, I, I i don't know any russian movie stars and i don't really know any big russian movies i know the battleship Potemkin yes. is that a russian
1: film I, I don't know It could easily uh, not it be It could not be, that's the thing I don't want to say Russia's that it's so
0: disparic I don't want to say that movies. The Battleship Potemkin is a Russian film Because I could easily be wrong um, So I'm afraid, Artie No, I don't really know many Russian films And I don't think people in the UK do either So, um, sorry, we don't You should tell us something to watch I'll watch them Yeah, give us a recommendation Boom, 1 minute 21
1: Not bad, getting better
0: Okay Next one, Mariana Ramirez says, What do you think about stereotypes of French movies? I really love French movies, but I must admit, I couldn't understand the plot of some movies. Why do directors and plots get so hard to understand? See this parody with the clichés of French movies. And she's included a, a video clip from YouTube. So, all right, well, it's French stereotypes in movies. Um, and do you understand French movies? Let's go. Good.
1: Um... As for French stereotypes, they are actually often brought upon the French speaking the francophone people by themselves in their comedies. Uh, French comedies play very heavily on stereotype, especially of themselves um, in more serious films it, i don 't really think it is much of an issue um, thankfully i do I speak French, so I do understand French films, but I know it is harder. To follow for non-French speakers, one because of the language, but and two because European cinema is often a lot more complex and abstract than uh, American cinema. But like you, I do love French films. Uh, if you want to watch some, some of my favourites are Entre les Murs, which is Between the Walls. It's a film about multiculturalism in modern France. Uh, L'En, the the hatred is good. And mm. another film which I've completely forgotten the name of It's something like Merriam by the Sea Or something like that But we'll uh, save that for another day
0: Bingo One hour, one minute, four
1: seconds One hour sec- One hour it, feels like, <laughs> it felt
0: like an hour, Henry, to be honest <laughs> oh, oh, oh. with you um, One minute, four seconds Right, um, it's, it's almost off. seven o'clock But I think we can keep let's going th- Yeah, let's keep going Right, next question
1: Right, so this is from Aj. Agnieszka Agnieszka Can you think of any movies that in your opinion Deserve much more recognition than they get For example you've heard about it somewhere Watched it and it was excellent But then it turns out to be obscure beyond belief Oh my god Putting you on the spot here I've got one if you want me to field the question But if not I'm going to have a go Go for it
0: (laughs) Boom, bingo! All right. Why am I saying boom and bingo? Boom. It's so stupid. Uh, right. So uh, a, f- a film which uh, should get a lot more recognition. So in my opinion, an underrated film. In my opinion, um, g- well, you know, I would say Ace Ventura: Pet Detective Two, When Nature Calls. I think it's a masterclass in in physical comedy acting. I think uh, the slapstick in that film is um, um, uh, hard to to hard to beat. In fact, I think uh, Jim Carrey's physical comedy. Um, as demonstrated in his performance of Ace Ventura, is really unprecedented. I mean, we've seen the work of people like Charlie Chaplin and uh, Buster Keaton, but they never reached the same level of dynamic physical movement that you can see in in Jim Carrey. I mean, take The Mask as an example. That's one of his films, um, The Mask. Well, there was, a lots of, there was lots of CGI in that film, computer-generated imagery, but really most of the physical work was done by Jim Carrey and his rubber face. So I would say that people consider Ace Ventura Pet Detective 2, When Nature Calls, to be just a, a piece of trash. But uh, if you look a little bit more closely at it, you can see that it's a work of physical comedic genius.
1: Go. Very good answer.
0: Thank you. One minute, 17 seconds. Still too long.
1: Still a bit. Should we do one more? <sighs> yeah. I, um, yeah. Okay, OK, let's do one more. Let's, um, let's
0: just have a look. Um, just... Um, well, Well, let's Fuh- see. Fuh- Wait a minute. Fu Hien Fuh- Fuh- has already asked a question. Um, what films should Young... Le- uh, We've give, already no, gone through you that know, You know what, Henry... Yeah, we should we should stop and we do one start. more, and we're going to do the next one. Okay. And it's, uh, it's Artis, and artist says, Hi Luke, from Pamplona, living now in London. Welcome to London. Do you like the trilogy of Back to the Future? What do you think about it? Could you do a complete episode talking about that? Thank you. I'd love to do a complete episode about complete Back complete to episode. the Future. Give us your one-minute opinion on that, Henry, Back please. Back to the
1: Future trilogy is uh, one of the best comedy slash sci-fi slash adventure trilogies ever made um michael j fox one of the best actors uh, around and he did very well in it um what do i want to say about it what do i think about it i think the first one's the best and i think they gradually get worse and worse but that's often uh, the fact with many trilogies um it's just it's very good fun very well made very catchy very entertaining Uh, yes I like it well I would
0: uh, add to that by saying I think um, artists that's a brilliant idea I'd love to do an episode all about Back to the Future because it's just one of my favourite films of all time in fact I've been planning on doing an episode all about time um, and I think that might be quite an appropriate uh, movie to discuss in that one Um, there are so many podcasts to do Henry so So many many subjects to cover and just so little time Um, I think that uh, we're going to now draw things to a close because you have to go I do Um, it's been great it's been great having you on the show and I hope to have you back uh, at some point in the future I'm sure I will be Um, so ladies and gentlemen please do add your comments and stuff to this episode of the podcast but uh, for now um, it's uh it's almost goodbye now at the end of episodes i always go bye 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 as if it's a sort of echo cool kind of thing, thing, yeah. 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 so do you want to do you want to join me in a bye bye yeah. bye Should bye we alternate bye? Like, yeah okay bye, and, bye, bye, and, and bye. get get a uh, I mean, I often get closer to the microphone, but we could alternate by getting further and Perfect further away. away yeah. I right? Just don't like bang your head lot, on watch the... Watch s- out. Okay. Are you ready? So... Yeah, who's going to start? Um,
1: you start. I'll start. Okay. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, thanks again for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast featuring the one and only Henry Dean. But for now, it's bye. 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 bye, bye. bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com.